gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hello, welcome back to My Two Cents Podcast, episode 52, which is entitled Court. I am your host, G2, and before I get into the topics today, let me read off the National Food Days of the Week. Today, December 12th, is Cocoa Day and also Ambrosia Day. December 13th, Popcorn on a String Day. December 14th, Bolognese Day. December 15th, Gingerbread Latte Day, as well as Lemon Cupcake Day. December 16th, Chocolate-Covered Anything Day, December 17th, Maple Syrup Day, and December 18th, I Love Honey Day, as well as Roasted Suckling Pig Day. Now, the reason why I titled this episode Court is because there's a whole lot of topics today that involves courtrooms, because this week we had, well, a lot of news breaking to come out from court, but before I get to the court topics, I do want to wish uh, my condolences to some families that lost people um, in a tornado that happened early, well, Saturday. Matter of fact, just yesterday. Um, in the reads from CNN, at least 70 feared dead in Kentucky alone, governor says, after tornado hits central and southern U.S. Storms unleashed devastating tornadoes late Friday and early Saturday across parts of the central and southern United States, including Kentucky, where the governor says the death toll may exceed 70 after one of the toughest nights in Kentucky history. Among the most significant damages, tornadoes or strong winds collapsed in occupied candle factory in Kentucky, an Amazon warehouse in western Illinois, and a nursing home in Arkansas. As the article goes on to further read, I'm pretty sure that number in the north of 70 in may in fact exceed 100 before the day is done, Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir said late Saturday morning, the level of this devastation is unlike anything I've ever seen. One of the most devastating sites is the southwestern Kentucky city of Mayfield, where a tornado hit the Mayfield Consumer Products Candle Factory Friday night while people were working. About 110 people were inside and dozens are feared dead there, Bashir said. Video from the Mayfield showed what remained of the factory, a massive debris field, largely of twisted metal, several feet high, with rescuers using hands and machines to dig through. So, I don't know if they found people dead or not yet. They, From what I've been reading and from what I've seen, uh, they've got some survivors, but not a lot of survivors. So, I just want to pray that I hope they don't have as many people dead, but by the looks of the photo that I see right now, it doesn't look too good. A lot of people probably did lose their life, and I just wanted to wish uh, my condolences to the families that lost members and uh, loved ones in this devastation. Just think about it. You go into work, and you think you're going to go into work, do your job, go in, come out, and everything will be fine. Now, I'm not sure if the weather like channel predicted like a tornado hitting down at their factory or their job or wherever the place where uh, the tornado did hit. But just imagine you go in there, you do your job, and then somehow just devastation hits. Your more likely an alarm goes off when you know a tornado's coming. You got to find cover somewhere, and then you got now you coming close to death 
because you know you're in a big old facility and anytime you're in a big old building you have the possibility that this thing could collapse on you so now you are really faced with it so again that's a real real frightening uh just a frightening piece just to look at again death is around us 24 7 and especially the holiday times so i want people to understand that hey every day is not promised to us and when we do have it you got to cherish it and live like you're going to not see another day which for some of us some of us do live it like that some of us don't i'm not saying go ball to the wall crazy every single day i'm not saying that what i'm saying is just take some chances on yourself and take some leaps toward uh something that you actually want to do don't put limitations on yourself because we're not destined to be here every day or the next day if you will and take example for these people that were in a factory they just thought they were just going to go to work go home some of them aren't going to go home. Some of them are gone. And I don't mean to make this thing as like, Gerald, you're trying to be like a motivational guy. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to be a dickhead. I'm not trying to be insensitive to the people that have lost loved ones here. I just want people to know that, listen, you got to really live life. Take some steps out here. Like make some moves if you can. Just put one foot above, like in front of the other. You got to make steps to make your life better and much more easier for you. And I'm going to say this right now. Those nine to five jobs for certain people, they're cool with that. And I'm not crapping on nine to five jobs, but certain individuals, they work these nine to five jobs so they can work to get to their own type of business themselves. They want to work for themselves and be their own boss. That is cool. And that's fine. And that's dandy. That is good. <laughs> But do not, and I repeat, do not treat people as trash just because they don't want to do that. They are fine working a nine-to-five job. And you nine-to-fivers don't try to crap on somebody because they have a dream to try to be their own boss one day. So with that, this is just me just giving out my condolences to the families that have lost loved ones. This is me telling people you got to live every day like it's going to be your last. Don't go ball to walls crazy, but just do something that you didn't do the day before that you probably wanted to do. Okay, and also, please, please, um, just do one kind act every single day for somebody or for yourself or just do one kind act. And trust me, you'll see how your life will slowly get better day by day. That's all I got to say for that. But again, my condolences to the people that lost loved ones in this tornado accident that should that's just basically a force of nature accident here. And um, again, uh, condolences, my uh, condolences to them. Anyway, let's get into some court topics. The first one I want to get into is the um, Kim Porter trial. And if you don't know the Kim Porter trial, Kim Porter was a woman that shot Dante Wright with her gun when she said she was going for her taser. But um, she's on trial for that because Dante Wright did die because of that. And she's been charged with mansla uh, manslaughter. Uh, her trial did start this week. And she had multiple people come up on the witness stand to testify for her and against her. Uh, one person that testified against her was a rookie cop that was starting on his legit first date. That exact day that Dante Wright did pass. And this is coming from Insider. As the article reads, the Brooklyn Center police officer who was training with ex-cop Kimberly 
reporter on the day she shot and killed Dante Wright testified Wednesday that he never saw the victim reach for a gun or make any threatening moves against an officer. Officer Anthony Lucky was called as the state's second witness. Wright's mother also testified on Wednesday. The testimony came on the opening day of Porter's trial. The former Brooklyn Center, Minnesota police officer is facing charges of first and second degree manslaughter for killing Wright, a black man, after saying she mistakenly grabbed her gun instead of a taser during a traffic stop. She resigned from the force after the shooting. In April 2021, officers pulled Wright over and during the traffic stop, discovered he had an outstanding arrest warrant for a guns charge. According to body cam footage of the stop, while trying to detain him, Wright broke breaks free and gets into his car. The word taser is re uh, repeated before Wright is shot. Officer Lucky testified that he was the one who decided to pull over Wright. During the cross-examination, he testified that he had an in intuition to pull him over because of the behavior of the vehicle, including that it had its right blinker on while in the left turning lane and the fact that he was driving in a high crime area that is known for a lot of shootings. In response to a question from Matthew Frank, the assistant Minnesota attorney general who also led the prosecution of the ex-police officer Derek Chauvin, Lucky affirmed that Wright never reached for a weapon, never struck him, and that neither Wright nor the woman in the passenger seat made any threatening moves. That admission came after the defense sought to portray Porter's decision to reach for a weapon as a justifiable attempt to protect her fellow cops' safety and prevent Wright from potentially injuring them in an attempt to flee the scene in this vehicle. See, that's just right there. An officer, a current officer, a one that was there on the scene, the one that actually pulled over Dante Wright, the one that made the decision to pull him over, said that he did made no threatening moves, neither him nor his, well, girlfriend, which we come to find out that was the, on the passenger side, made any threatening moves. So basically stating that he should be, still be here right now and shouldn't be dead. So... We would get that Wednesday, and then Friday we would get uh, a super, a former supervisor of Kimberly Porter's coming to the trial and actually uh, testifying on her behalf. And the man's name was Michael Johnson, and this is also coming from CNN as it reads: Michael Johnson, a former Brooklyn Center, Minnesota police sergeant, testified that he arrived at the scene as reinforcement after Officer Anthony Lucky, a trainee working with Porter at the time, had stopped right. During the traffic stop in April, officers learned he had an outstanding warrant and tried to arrest Wright at the at which point Wright got back into the car. Johnson testified that when he saw Lucky struggling with Wright, he opened the door on the passenger side of Wright's car to make sure he couldn't drive off. He testified that he, he while he was leaning into the car, holding onto Wright's arm, believing that Lucky or Porter would grab the other arm to arrest him. Instead, Johnson testified that he heard Porter 49 say, Taser, Taser and that he then let go of Wright's arm because he didn't want to be caught between the probes of the taser. As the 20-year-old started to drive off and as Johnson backed out of the car, Potter fired her gun. Potter claimed she mistook her gun for a taser, which she killed Wright. Jurors watched a composite video from Lucky's dash cam and Johnson's body cam and heard the sound of Wright's car crashing as it crossed into ongoing traffic. In cross-examination, Johnson heard that Potter had the right to use deadly force to prevent death or bodily harm, which could have suffered if Wright had taken off with Johnson still inside the vehicle. So basically, 
Based on these videos and the conduct of Dante Wright, as far as you're concerned, and you were there, Kimberly Porter would have the right to use a firearm, right? Defense attorney Earl Gray asked. Yes, Johnson asked. answered. Gray asked Johnson what would have happened if Wright had taken off with him still in the car. Probably dragged, Johnson asked. Dragged and what? Gray asked. Injured. Seriously injured, maybe even dead, right? Gray said. Johnson agreed. And if that were the case, when an officer in your position with Officer Porter trying to stop him from resisting with you and resisting Lucky, would it be fair for that officer to use firearm to stop him? Gray asked. By state statute, yes, Johnson replied. In his opening statement earlier this week, defense attorney Paul Ng focused on Porter attempting to use a taser on Wright in order to protect Johnson because he was inside Wright's car and will be injured if Wright drove off. As Wright takes off in his car, Porter says, Shit, I just shot him. I grabbed the wrong effing gun. I shot him. She then starts wailing, oh my god, over and over and crying face down in the grass by the sidewalk. As asked by Assistant Minnesota Attorney General Matthew Frank if Johnson knew Wright had been shot. Johnson said, I knew that a shot had been fired, but I didn't know if it was if he was hit. Johnson then radioed for additional units. At one point, after Potter shot Wright, Johnson said he swapped weapons with her as she knew, well, as he knew, Potter's gun was now evidence. Another officer told Johnson that she was concerned Potter may harm herself. Johnson removed the bullets from the firearm, which was then in Potter's holster. Footage for the body camp shows him removing the rounds from the gun out of the Potter's view. Yeah, I've seen that video. Okay, let me just break this down to you right now because there was a lot here. Uh, the supervisor said that she did have... Uh, she could have used force to kill him, well, shoot him, because by the statute of limitation, by the statute, uh, you can shoot somebody because they're going to drive off or they have a feeling that you're going to uh, do some type of damage or do some type of reckless behavior with them also inside the car. See, but my thing is, though, here is, if in the defense, uh, not the defense, but the prosecution also brought this up to him, uh, if you're a police officer. You're supposed to know your surroundings. And at that moment, that cop was inside the uh, passenger side of the vehicle. And Kim Porter is trying to pull out her taser, right? And she accidentally pulls out her gun. As an officer, you're supposed to know your surroundings. You're supposed to know who's around you. You're supposed to know what type of weapon you're supposed to use in this scenario. So, in this scenario, if he would have, if she would have gotten a taser and she would have tased right, she would have tased the officer. So let's flip it now. The gun comes into play. She gets the gun, shoots the gun right, and the police officer still in the car. She would have shot that police officer also as well. See, when the prosecution brought this up to it, the defense quickly tried to squash that, and the judge actually allowed that question not to get. Uh, answered because the prosecution was leading, quote-unquote, Michael Johnson down some questions and that the defense didn't like it. The judge stroked it down, so now he couldn't really, like, lead him down that way because if he would have led it down the way, let me tell you exactly what would happen. Kim Porter still would have been responsible for that because you're going to shoot somebody and you're supposed to be a police officer. You're supposed to know you're surrounding. As an officer, again, I've stated this multiple times on multiple episodes right now. You have a responsibility. Your position, your power, your 
that badge and that gun hold a different level of uh, significance to any other job because you have the technically you have the right to take somebody's life because you're holding the badge and the only thing you can say is that you were trying to protect the people around you you were trying to protect the community you can use all that type of garbage verbatim sometimes it's garbage sometimes it's not sometimes you're actually trying to uh, protect but here's the deal with that as a police officer you're supposed to know what you're doing that's why you are in this position. That is why you have a gun. That's why you have a badge. But as we've seen <laughs> way much more time, way many more times than uh, should have, cops don't know what they're doing. I don't know if it's this new batch of officers or this old batch of officers that's about to get retired or they're tired of being on the job. Something of the case, or they just have, or they're just like regular other human beings. They have massive brain farts. They forget that they're officers. They forget that they have this high duty to obtain this high uh, position of power to obtain. For me, as a civilian, I don't understand how you forget that you're an officer. I don't ever forget how you're an officer. You put on the badge. You put on the uniform every day. It's just like it. I don't mean to use this for bad or negativity. It's just like an inmate. If you're inside a prison system, you wake up. You're, you know you're an inmate. You put on your <laughs> uniform that they give you. You know you're an inmate. You go to the mess hall. You go and do whatever you do inside a prison system. You know you're an inmate. It's almost the exact same thing, but on the opposite end, on the outside, when you're a prison. Not prison, but a police officer. You get a badge, you get a gun. You know you're an officer. You put on your uniform. You know you're an officer. You know you got to ride around in your police car. You're an officer. You know people give you the nasty, dirty, stink look because you're an officer. You know what it is. So as an officer, you have this position of power that you have to obtain and maintain and uphold. But somehow, in some way, we always get cops that are either stupid, they don't care, they're tired, they are so close to being retired that they really just don't really care about anything anymore. There's so many excuses for officers now when there shouldn't be any excuses for officers. For this case right now, Dante Wright shouldn't be dead. Dante Wright shouldn't have been pulled over. Yes, suspicious activities. By God, if everybody was suspicious, let me explain something to you. There have been mad times. I've seen people drive on the roads and they look mad suspicious. I see a cop pull no one yet over. Not one of them yet. As a matter of fact, here's a little story right now. My people, I just told you guys a couple episodes ago about coming back from Thanksgiving on a road trip. Um, when we were coming back, I see a lot of cops pull over. I don't know if they were tourists. I don't know if they're South Carolina residents. I don't know what the case was, but every time we were getting into South Carolina by south of the border, you would see mad cops pull mad people over. I mean, at one time, it was literally about six or seven officers literally having cops pulled over and they're only like a good what what three miles away from each other if that i mean it was literally car go a little bit farther car a little bit farther car cops are out here and i'm not sure what they're doing you got to know what you're doing if you're an officer you can't be doing anything stupid and it's just mind-boggling me that I see cops doing a lot of things stupid. I don't know if they were being suspicious drivers. I don't know if they were going past the speed limit. You don't know these things. 
But as an officer, you're going to estimate and you're going to say, well, somebody was acting suspicious or they clocked over the speedometer a little bit farther or whatever the case may be. Here's when I think that a cop should pull somebody over, literally. If I'm just going to be honest with you. If you see them running a red light, okay, you can get them for that. If they go over the speed limit by like 20 miles over, yeah, you can get them for that. If they are driving a car that is reportedly stolen, yes, get them for that. Uh, An inspired tag? Come on, dog. Listen, I don't think you should be able to get somebody on that for real, for real, unless it's like mad months later. Like, say if it's like the beginning of the year, January. You are driving around with a December uh, tag. Listen, don't get somebody because of that. Listen, they probably got to figure that out. They got to get the money right. They got to get everything together. Don't be a dick. Let them drive around with that December tag. You know what the deal is, all right? Now, if it's about June or July, then that's whenever you got to like pull them over. Hey, yo, dog, you've been driving with a suspended tag, da 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 People might say, well, Joe, you got to get them as soon as it happens because you don't want to let it prolong. I understand that, but you got to remember, there's levels to this. If you are going to get, and I hate to do this, it almost seems like it's always got to be a race thing, but we're in America, so screw it. You know what it is. If you're pulling over a black individual, you got to explain it to them right then and there while you're pulling them over. You don't ask them, hey, yo, get out of the vehicle, da 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 what are you doing out here? Don't, don't ask them that. You got to tell them point blank what it is. Because black people, we have PTSD. We have some movies. We have television shows. We have personal conversations from people. We have secondhand experience. We are, it is indoctrinated in black people. It is inbred into our DNA to basically fear police officers. It is what it is. All right. Now, I can't speak for any other race, but for black people, you have to quickly tell them, all right, hey, I'm pulling you over for this. I mean, immediately, as soon as you get to their window, ask for license and registration. Don't say anything. Well, ask for that and then tell them I'm re- the reason I'm pulling you over for this. Don't ask them. Do you know the reason why? Because you're only going to make black people furious and upset because we already don't like police officers as it is. So, tell them immediately. But anyway, getting back to the Kim Porter situation, Kim Porter shouldn't have shot this black man. I understand she was reason for a taser, but as I said before, mad, like mad episodes ago, but I'm going to restate it again. There were officers, literally, after she got arrested, hearing this, they put YouTube videos out, and they put Instagram videos out about saying how Kim Porter saying that she didn't know the difference between a gun and a taser that's a crock, and they broke it down literally, telling you, you can tell by the weight difference, you can tell by this, you can tell by that, you can tell by positioning, a taser gun's on one side, and a uh, gun gun's on the other side, I mean, they tell you this in these videos, so they can already give you the idea, no, 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 don't fall for that, her excuse is garbage, so with me hearing this from officers, legitimately, police officers that I've stated before, that they're always behind the shield, and they always, like, have that protection of the shield, that they don't ever come out and say anything bad about fellow police officers, and for them to come out here and say, hey, yo, no, 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 that was garbage, I got to commend that, I got to say, well, if they're saying this, then there's some validity to this, because usually, we don't hear nothing about it, we just always hear how police officers are usually silent. So for me, 
I just can't give Kim Porter nothing for I not say nothing. I can't give Kim Porter the benefit of the doubt. I can't do that. I I can't because if it was the other way around. Just like when criminals do something else, they didn't mean to shoot somebody. They were meaning to uh just take this, but you hit them in the wrong way, and then now they blunt force and now they're dead. And now they get hit with the highest level of murder, but they didn't really mean to murder somebody. We always pound onto them and say, well, you shouldn't have done this or this and that or blah, 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 as we've seen it multitudes of times. Kim Porter, hey, you're a police officer, dog. Again, you're the highest form of protecting and serving. You have a position of power. Police officers, you know this. So, Kim Porter, it's just your turn to be uh put up there and be uh, held to not a different standard, but held to a standard that you're supposed to be held to as a police officer. It is what it is. And right now we're on this, I'm not going to say kick, but we're now finally starting to see police officers at least get hit with uh, justice as they're supposed to be hit with. We've been, there's been many times and there's probably times right now that officers are getting away with things where we question how, about how did they get away with this? Literally, the Eric Gardner situation of black man getting choked out over selling a Lucy of cigarettes, a chokehold. Those police officers, Ayo, they got away with it. And now it's just time for a, the universe's karma to come back on police officers. We got Derek Chauvin this year. Now I have a feeling we're going to get Kim Porter this year. Hey, it is what it is. And slowly but surely, a lot of police officers are going to start either A, quitting the force, or B, having to get their whole idea and ideology changed up and realize before they do something, wait a minute, what if this goes wrong? I could be spending some time in jail or I could be persecuted or whatever the case may be. So let me not do this. Either way, cops are now finally starting to get hit like regular civilians are, not are, but they're starting to get hit like regular civilians. They're starting to get on the playing field of regular civilians. Like, if you do something stupid as a regular civilian, guess what? You're going to get hit with it in the court of law. So now, as an officer, if you do something stupid, oh, yeah, you're going to be hit with the court of law, but you're going to get hit differently. A whole lot of uh, people are going to be talking about you because, again, you are a part of this big corporate uh, thing that, guess what? <laughs> people fear. And as I stated, people fear the law, especially black folks. So... Police officers, I beg of you right now, if you have a problem with following the actual law, don't become a police officer. Or if you are a police officer, start fixing your ideology. Don't be stupid because, again, cops right now are starting to get hit with punishment for their stupid acts that they've done. Whether you didn't mean to do it or you didn't mean to do it, either way, you're starting to get hit and you're starting to now face Jail time. And Kim Porter's going to face some jail time. I see it. I, I'm going to call it right now. Kim Porter's going to be found guilty. Okay? If she doesn't get found guilty, I'm going to be shocked. But from what I'm seeing, she's going to be found guilty. And you can take my word for this. Kim Porter's going to be found guilty. All right? Now on to the next uh, case. Uh, we had the uh, talk of Galene Maxwell. If you don't know Galene Maxwell, she is the woman that was helping out Jeffrey Epstein for years and years of recruiting younger women and taking them either to an island or taking them somewhere for Jeffrey Epstein to have sexual relation with them. And they were more or less 
the women were underage women. They call them minors. So probably around the age of 16, uh, 15 is like of that age bracket. And she has been on trial for about a good 10 days right now. Uh, they had 24 witnesses across those 10 days giving testimony. And on Friday, they had a woman named uh, Annie Farmer. She was the fourth and final accuser to take the stand. As it reads from CNN, she testified she was 16 years old when Maxwell massaged her naked chest at billionaire Jeffrey Epstein's New Mexico ranch in 1996. Maxwell faces six counts, including sex trafficking of a minor for allegations of conduct that alleged occurred between 1994 and 2004. The government alleges Maxwell facilitated and at times took part with Epstein in the alleged sexual abuse described by the four accusers. Defense attorneys move for an acquittal at the end of the court Friday, which is standard practice after the prosecution rests. Judge Allison Nathan dis well declined the motion. The defense is expected to start his case next Thursday. The trial will not sit uh, Monday through Wednesday due to a scheduling conflict for the judge. Defense attorneys said their case will likely take two to three days, and they expect to rest on des December 20th. Some defense witnesses want to testify anonymously given they might get a lot of unwanted attention testifying for Maxwell attorney Christian Everdale said the parties will confer on that over the break farmer was the only accuser to testify by her full name in the federal trial in New York others did so under uh the aka's either like say my name is G Gerald Garrett and if I want to put myself I'll put like GG like that or their first name only to protect their privacy Farmer's allegations are connected to the charges of conspiracy to entice minors to travel to engage in illegal sex acts and conspiracy to transport minors with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. Farmer, now 42, is identified as minor victim 2 in the indictment detailing the charges against Maxwell. It alleges that Farmer traveled to New York in 1996 where Epstein abused her at his ranch. Maxwell groomed Farmer, giving her an unsolicited massage where she was topless and encouraging Farmer to massage Epstein, according to the indictment. Prosecutors additionally allege in a pre-jury case several from this trial that Maxwell denied ever giving Farmer a massage when explicitly asked during a 2016 civil deposition. Farmer testified that Maxwell gave her a massage at Epstein's New Mexico ranch in 1996, telling her she wanted Farmer to experience how a nice professional massage felt. She told me to get undressed. Farmer, 16 at the time, recalled. At some point, she laid on her back. Maxwell pulled the sheet down, exposing her naked breast and rubbing her chest and upper breast. Farmer testified. When she pulled down the sheet, I felt like kind of frozen. She testified. It didn't make sense to me that... That would happen. I just wanted to so badly get off the table and have a massage be done. No, and have this massage be done. On our last day at the ranch, Epstein bonded into her guest room where she would still lay in bed telling her he wanted to cuddle. He climbed into bed with me and kind of laid behind me and reached his arms around me and and like pressed his body into my into me, she said. Feeling uncomfortable, she made an excuse to get out of bed and went to the bathroom, closing the door behind her. All right, listen, this is nasty. This is all nastiness. Listen, though, she needs to go underneath the jail. Listen, I'm not even going to try to lie to you, try to give you any type of thing. If we are going to get R. Kelly out of here, and R. Kelly was a nasty man, a nasty, nasty individual. Let's not try to call, 
let's not try to even like play it around here. R. Kelly was a nasty man. And if you mean to tell me we're having a trial to see if Galene Maxwell, who by everybody's account was basically the woman that was basically grabbing people, not grabbing people, but just like inviting underage people to come to this place and basically have sexual encounters with Jeffrey Epstein. Yo, dog, I, I can't roll with that. I can't roll with it. I can't. I can't. Me as someone that is looking at everything from everybody's side, people might say, Gerald, why are they waiting so long to now get Lillian Maxwell and they got Jeffrey Epstein mad years, not even mad years, it took them years to get Epstein and they got him. Listen here, I don't understand why people will be waiting so long myself. I can't understand it. I never went through any type of traumatic experience, so I can't speak for that. I only can speak for what we're in right now. Certain people can actually break down exactly why people take so long or what happens. If anything, I would like to speak to these people because I would like to know so I can bring in this uh, conversation to you or we can have this conversation on this podcast and people can actually tell me, okay, why they have a, why people or victims will have such a hard time telling their story besides the original fact of, listen, police officers don't take it that seriously or uh, we do tell the police officers, but they do nothing with our situation. If those are the only situations that people are going to tell me about, I've heard that, and I've always stated the fact, okay, that's the thing. Okay, fine. I can't debate that. I can't debate that at all. I only can hear it. I want to know if there's anything besides those two reasonings. Is it people don't believe you? Is it that people uh, just don't, people wouldn't believe you because you're not the person that would be that these uh, high-profile people will be looking forward to. You're not the booty models. You're not the cute face women. You're like the eh, you're like the mid-looking person. Listen, I can call somebody mid because, listen, I know I ain't good-looking. I'm adorable. Let's get it correct. So I know I can call somebody mid. So let me just state that right there. My thing is, if that is your reasoning, please, please understand that people are willing to listen to you. People are always willing to listen to somebody saying, hey, yo, I got touched. I got molested. I got abused. Or somebody was about to abuse me because we are all humans, no matter how many times people might say, I don't believe them. Oh, no, you're going to listen to the story. And whether you want to admit it or not, you're going to start picking out certain things about that person's character if you know them enough. And you're going to say, okay, that was liable to happen or that's not liable to happen we as humans if the story is nicely wrapped up in a bow for us we're going to listen to it and then we're going to make our own assumptions to it humans are always going to listen to a story that's why television shows are around that's why movies are around that's why podcasts are around that's why the news is around people are always going to listen to a story so with that being the case i need more abused people to come out and tell your story don't wait forever for the story no tell it when it happens write about it talk about it on social media do everything but if you sign an nda please know that you can get sued for that nda that you're breaking just i just want to throw it out there but anyway getting back to the glean maxwell situation i don't understand how young and impressionable people can get got 
by somebody. Listen, I never came across a celebrity. I never came across somebody who was like big and high powered with money. So, hey, I'm just going to put that right there for you. People might say, Joe, people with money will have that charm about them that you'll find witty or you'll find something about them that is charming or they have that money flashing around and you see this big Lamborghini, you see this Porsche, you see this uh, nice exotic car get pulled up or this boat or if you will something that they don't see every day that will entice something in your brain to say i want to talk to them or i want to live out that lifestyle whatever the case may be because if somebody invites you gerald on a uh trip to the cayman islands or a trip to italy all expense paid would you do it i would caution that me personally i'm a caution it I don't know who this person is. I don't know what it is. And they're inviting me to an island. They're inviting me on this trip, all expense paid. And I don't know who you are. Listen, dog, that's just weird to me. But again, that might just be my background. Certain people's background, they don't they don't question it. They'll jump at the opportunity and say, yeah, I'll go on this trip. Yeah, but nah, dog, that's just ain't my style. And I believe that's probably one of the things with this whole Galeen Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein thing that I don't think people are really like diving into it a lot they take these young impressionable people that probably haven't seen a lot of things in the world they probably want to they've probably been watching things on television especially since it's like 1994 and 2004 i remember the early 2000s people were watching uh people we were coming out of literally the extreme era we were coming out of the grunge era we were coming into now the uh bling bling era where everything was fancy everything was a nice car nice jewelry nice clothes uh expensive trips and everything else the kind of way that it is now but 2021 has really like heightened it heightened it so much with instagram if instagram and internet was like really like it was today like it was in 2004 2001 would have been 2004 just want to throw that out there but again a lot of these young and impressionable people that got took Taken in, they haven't seen the world that Jeffrey Epstein and Galen Maxwell could have gave to them, and that did technically give to them, but at a price. They wanted to have sexual relation, and they did have sexual relation with some of these people. And as you could tell from that massage, a bare naked chest massage, that is extremely weird. At Jeffrey Epstein's New Mexico ranch in '96, dog, that is weirdo, weirdo, McWeirdo, but. Let me get to this. They say that the defense, not the defense, but the prosecution rests. But now the defense's turn is going to be up and they're expecting to rest by December 20th. Let me tell you a ballpark exactly how this is going to go for you. The exact same way how we had Thanksgiving and it was uh, the Ahmaud Arbery trial where the three men were on trial around Thanksgiving time and they, didn't, they weren't even trying to play play for that. The exact same way with this, December 20th. It's going to be resting time. They're going to have these short little days because guess what? December 24th, Christmas Eve, the court's going to be canceled. So December 20th is on a, let me look it up right now. December 20th is on a Monday. Christmas Eve is on a 24th. So they literally only got three days. Okay. Within those three days, we're going to find out that Galeen Maxwell is going to be guilty. On how many charges? I don't know how many charges. But Galeen Maxwell is going to be guilty. And I want people to understand this. If you... Matter of fact, no, no, no. Let me say this right now. Glee Maxwell is going to be guilty. I don't know how many accounts, but it is what it is. 
you were nasty, you helped Jeffrey Epstein, who, by the way, Epstein died in a mysterious fashion, suicide, quote-unquote, where the guards weren't, <laughs> the guards were, quote-unquote, sleeping, and the video cameras weren't on. You take that what you will, but I will throw this little nugget out to you. Epstein had some parties where a lot of high celebrity profile people were there, a lot of high, high celebrity people, and I've said it uh, months ago when I talked about the royal family with Prince Andrew, how Prince Andrew hasn't, hasn't come back to the States to be questioned about his uh, time with Jeffrey Epstein. That could be a part of it. They are they, These are some high-profile people that Epstein partied with and did some things with, if you will, at his island. So... Epstein had to die. Epstein was not going to go to court and going to be the one to start ratting and snitching out and like making a plea deal. That wasn't going to happen. Those high, the people behind closed doors, the ones that you don't see, the higher, higher ups, they had to put it into Jeffrey Epstein. That's just my thoughts. Allegedly. Allegedly, I'm saying that they put a stop to him. But for right now, on paper, they say suicide for Jeffrey Epstein. I just want to throw that out there. And by the way, Gerald Garrett, G2, has never and will never commit suicide. So if you ever hear about me committing suicide, don't believe it. I just want to throw it out there right now because, again, I don't know if I'm ever going to be big in this business. I don't know if I'm ever going to be big in this podcast world or whatever the case may be. I just want this to be known. I'm never committing suicide. My life is too important. My family is too important. I have too many things to live for. So if anybody's ever said he committed suicide, that is complete garbage. And I want y'all to start digging. Just want to throw that out there as a cautionary thing here. Now, Galeen and anybody else, if you are somebody that is doing wrong right now, as in uh, you're getting women on the internet or you're getting young boys on the internet and you're having them meet you somewhere and you're then taking them captive, a.k.a. doing a taking on them, I need you to please stop it. Please return these people. Please return these people's children. Please return individuals back to where they were. And I need you to stop exactly what you're doing because you are messing with these people psychologically. A lot of these people will never, ever recover from the type of traumatic damage that they have experienced when they get taken and they get captured by uh, people of fame or people that are just running a dirty crime syndicate. That's just what it is. And I can't rock with that. I can never rock with that. Hearing this Galeen Maxwell deal, just hearing the base, the loaded, like the legit surface level of Jeffrey Epstein and what he did and what she did with those two did, dog, I can't rock with that. That is not cool. That is prostitution. No, the prostitution requires you to sell, have you grab the women up or grab the boys up and have them sell their bodies so you can get the money from them and then you still hold them as property. That's prostitution. What this was, this was straight up just sex trafficking. You grab the kids up, you grab them up, you have your way with them, you do whatever, then you send them back, and now you they basically ain't going to say nothing or whatever the case may be. Dog, this thing is nasty and disgusting, dog. I can't, I can't, I can't. This, this, this is why I say Galeen Maxwell's going underneath the prison. People don't like hearing about children getting messed with. People don't like hearing about people that are underage getting messed with. That's disgusting. I need people to stop taking advantage of these uh, impressionable teenagers and these impressionable children. And to the parents out here, I need y'all to really watch what your kids are doing. 
whether they're teenagers, whether they're kids that's about to become teenagers, or whether you got a kid right now that has an iPad. I need you to watch exactly what they're doing. Because, again, kids, teenagers, and kids that are about to become teens, they get into a lot of things. I wasn't able to get into a lot of things because I didn't have uh, a smartphone at that time. We still had, like, phones that were able to flip up. It had to, like, dial mad buttons to get, like, a certain letter that you wanted to text to somebody. And at that time, when I really started getting the phone, I had, like, a phone that you had to, like, I really wish I had this phone now because that phone was still tight to me and I was still using it out of this day. It's a phone that you were able to slide to the side and it'll pop out a whole keyboard and you were able to type it up like that. And that phone was fire and I had mad music on it. Anyway, uh, that's the type of phone that I had. And I only messed around with people that I knew, aka my people that were family and a little bit of associates that I did know in school. Those are the only type of people that I did text and everything else. Kids now, teenagers now, they have the world on these smartphones. These hey, they have the world on these iPads. They have the world on the like even a smart television. You can go on the internet on your smart television. Yeah, you can go on your <laughs> you can go on the internet on your smart TV and you can do whatever you want. It is still mind blowing when you really think about it. A television is just supposed to be a, te- a thing that's supposed to be showing you. Uh, movies and television programs, you're not supposed to be able to surf the internet on your television, but you can do that on your television. Parents or older siblings, watch out for your younger siblings and adults. Parents, watch out for your children because if that happened in 94, where kids and teenagers were able to get taken by celebrities or high-powered rich people that were showing them and wanted to entice them with the things that they were never seen before, that they only saw in movies and television. Imagine the kids now that have iPhones and iPads, they're watching things every single day, literally every single day, every single hour, every single minute of seeing people that might not be in their financial status. They might be in a higher bracket, higher in a like rich, rich financial status. They have all the systems around them. They have all the electronics around them. They have this facade that they are around these mega low uh, millionaires, they're around these celebrities and everything else, that their life is basically better than theirs. And then they, these children are looking at them and saying, I want to be around these people. I want to be around these celebrities, these YouTube celebrities or these social uh, TikTokers or uh, Instagram famous people. Listen here, parents, I need you to really look at what your kids are doing. Because if they happen to get in contact with any of these people and they get messaged to meet them somewhere, listen, and your kid happens to mysteriously vanish, you're going to start blaming yourself because you're going to wonder, why didn't I start looking into what they're doing? Why didn't this? Why is this happening? Da, 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 da. I need you to take the first step now. Look into whatever they're doing. If they have an Instagram account, I know it might be a breaching of privacy, but yo, you got to do it because certain People out here are nasty and grimy. If you taught your kids the right way, and I'm not trying to kill people with saying that certain parents didn't teach them the right way, but certain kids can be taught the right way and still come subdued to the the idea that they want to meet these people, the promises that they want to meet these people, the the that 
fantasy of meeting these people and seeing these people that they've watched on the internet or watched online and say, I know this person. I talked to this person. They they can t- they want to take me here. Da 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 da. Dog, you guys get exactly what I'm getting at here. I shouldn't have to be on a long rant for this. Parents, other siblings, look after your people. Make sure they're not doing anything crazy. As a matter of fact, we always hear on television and even on Dr. Phil, they have elder women that be talking about they met a prince and they send them mad money and da 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 da. We've heard that story. We've heard about people getting emails of saying you owe taxes. That is basically the equivalent of whenever the taxpayers come well, the wannabe taxpayers, the people that are finessing you, saying that you owe money and you send money to them. Listen, that's not real. You can say the exact same thing for your kids. Listen, that's not real. You're not in real contact with these people. Dot, dot, dot. You can just be aware. I'm trying to just say that. Be aware because you don't want your kid to actually get took in like certain people did for these Galeen Maxwell cases and the Jeffrey Epsteins and the dirty crime syndicates and all these other things that you will never ever see your kid back. And then you have that question of what could have you done? So please be careful. Please look after your kids. Please look after your siblings. Please do everything you can so your people can be safe. Please, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm asking. I'm not trying to kill you. I'm not trying to say you're not doing a good job as a parent. I don't know what you're doing. Only thing I know is please watch over your kids. Make sure they're good. Make sure that nothing happens to them. That's all I ask. That's it. Now on to my next subject. Oh yeah, before I do that again, Gleam Maxwell is going to be guilty during that week. She's going to be guilty. I don't know how many counts, but she's going to be guilty. Okay, now to the next topic and the next court case that technically came to an end. No, not technically. It did come to an end. Uh, we had the Jesse Smollett case. Jesse Smollett, former Empire actor, and this comes from CNN, was found guilty Thursday on five counts of felony disorderly conduct for making false reports to police that he was the victim of a hate crime in January 2019. His defense team said it will appeal the verdict. Jurors deliberated over the course of two days following a trial that featured Smollett and his accomplice providing strikingly different testimony over what occurred. Smollett maintained his innocence on the stand and denied the accounts of both of the accomplices to acquaintances he knew from the television show. Prosecutors pointed to the brothers' testimony and evidence that they were paid by Smollett, who is black and gay, to stage a fake hate crime attack to garner sympathetic media coverage. Smollett told police after the purported attack near downtown Chicago that he was a subject to racist and homophobic slurs by two unknown men who also poured bleach on him and wrapped a noose around his neck. Authorities investigated the claims and determined the actor orchestrated the crime, while orchestrated the scheme, and a grand jury indicted Smollett in February 2020. While convicted on five of the six charges, Smollett was accused, well, acquitted on one count of felony disorderly conduct. A disorderly conduct charge for a false crime report is a class four felony and punishable by up to three years in prison and a $25,000 fine. Cook County Judge James Lynn will have discretion in imposing a concurrent or consecutive sentence for each of the five counts at a later date. CNN legal analyst and crime defense attorney Joey Johnson, well, Jackson, said the judge could give Smollett probation, yet Smollett exposed himself to jail time when he testified in court. When you testify in a case, the judge now gets a sense of what you said. Jackson said what Jesse Smollett said was, 
resoundingly rejected by the dead jury. That jury did not buy what he was selling. That's not lost upon a judge. He came into the courtroom and fabricated. Jackson told CNN's Don Lemon on Thursday that he believes Smollett will face time in prison because he doubled down on the lie during testimony, required police to use resources during their investigation, and because the hoax itself could undermine victims of actual hate crimes. There are people legitimately who were the victims of hate crimes, and how do you diminish them by coming up with something that's a facade, that's a farce, that's troubling, and you have to be punished for that, Jackson said. When you're really on trial for telling a lie, and then you compound that by actually lying, it makes a judge who sits in judgment of you when you're sentenced really troubled, he said of Smollett taking the stand. Listen, we get it. Jesse Smollett is guilty. We have... Listen, let me state this again. Smollett's guilty because he made up a fabricated uh, story back in 2019 about how he was going to go to Subway, get a sub sandwich because he was hungry, but he was attacked by two people, poor bleach on a noose, racist and homophobic slurs said to him, yada, yada, yada. First time the news story broke out, I was in college, I was in a woman and gender studies class, but first ever woman gender studies class. I was around nothing but women from different backgrounds, and they were saying how bad they felt for Jesse Smollett and everything else. I didn't know nothing about this until I went to the library and Googled it, read about it. I was like, wow, that's horrible. I hope they catch the people. And then it didn't click to me that this could be a facade until I started watching some Chappelle's uh, stand-ups. And Chappelle mentioned how this was clearly a lie. And then I questioned it, and I was like, how can this be a lie? And then as he's breaking it down, I was like, you know what? Dave could be right about this. So I always kept my mouth shut about this situation. I always kept my mouth shut because you know what? I don't know. People don't know. And we don't know about the situation. But it didn't really hit me until I started wondering, okay, Chicago, we I know about Chicago because a rapper is saying that a whole bunch of crime happens in Chicago. And there's usually some type of video. There's always some type of video, whether it be somebody getting shot in Chicago, they have video of it. Uh, a drug, uh, something, some type of drug dealing going down, they have video of it because in 2021, it is hard for you to do something in public and you not get caught on video. 2021, you have cameras everywhere. Every uh, traffic stop, there's a camera. If you're in a big city, every like location, there's going to be a camera somewhere around for the love of God. So I was wondering, okay, where is the video footage of Smollett getting doused in there, all this type of thing? But I don't remember any video coming out. I don't ever remember seeing it because if so, they would have definitely have put that up everywhere on social media, everywhere online. I don't remember a video coming out at all of Smollett getting like beat up and bleach and a noose put on him. As a matter of fact, the only video that was released was of Jesse Smollett talking to police officers and he had the noose around his neck. I'm, I mean, this doesn't show me anything. I mean, looking it up, the only thing I saw was literally uh, Smollett like having the noose around his neck. And I even went to an ABC thing because I typed it in Jesse Smollett subway video. And I went down and they went to a old, uh, old news story in 2019. And they showed like a photo of two dudes walking in the street. They didn't show video. It was just a photo. So it means to me, it tells you that. Yo, there should have been some type of video, but again, there was no video of the assault happening, no nothing. 
So I then started to think, okay, this could be a hoax. This could be a thing. But then whenever Jesse Smollett did a, I don't know if it was some type of concert or not even a concert. I think he did some type of performance in Los Angeles. And he mentioned that he was the gay Tupac after it. And he got cheers. I started realizing, okay, my man's doing this for, my man's doing this for uh, entertainment and everything else. Because nobody after getting attacked and everything else would dare claim themselves to be the gay Tupac or the gay anything. That, that Nobody would do that. If you are attacked and victimized, as a matter of fact, you would stay inside the home. You would try to not even be out here like that. There's been mad times where we still see celebrities that get like um, either robbed or beat up or having a bomb threat. They stay inside their home because they are really shook because they don't want to come out yet and it takes them a minute for them to come out. Smollett was out within, what, a couple weeks, maybe, after the alleged attack, and then he had that performance, and said he was the gay Tupac, dog, listen, this was a hoax, and you should have figured out a way how to lie better if you wanted to do that, but again, let me start off with this, you shouldn't have lied about it, don't ever make up something so you can try to gain and capitalize on something that you feel that you need more notoriety on, Empire, the show, I mean, it was doing well. I'm not sure how the ratings were. I'm not a ratings guy, but yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I do remember reports coming out how whenever this happened and everybody starts saying that whenever after the uh, accident, the alleged accident happened and then time went on and then people started to figure out that it was nothing but a hoax and a lie. There was reports coming out that on the Empire set, you had Terrence Howard taking Jesse Smollett into a like a um, dressing room, and you hear about people saying that they heard Terrence yelling at Jesse Smollett and asking him, "Did he make up this thing? Was it a lie?" And all this type of things because the Empire family, well, the Empire crew and cast, they became like a family. They were all together. They worked so hard on this big time show. And for one of their castmates to almost, well, they technically did lie. And it started to unravel and people were starting to figure it out and starting to wonder. And they questioned him. And for him to say, nah, you have to question somebody of that caliber. You have to question whenever just the pieces of the puzzle just doesn't add up. You have to question it. So I don't blame anybody that, one, you believed it at the beginning. Because we're all human beings, we all want to believe that, we all want to believe somebody whenever they say a tragic thing happened. We want to believe it. But then, whenever the time comes around that you really start investigating and thinking about it yourself, you're going to start thinking, okay, is this thing the true deal or is it not? Because now you're going to start thinking, okay, uh, did I do the right thing by believing him? Did I... Am I doing the right thing believing him? Am I doing the right thing saying, hey, yo, I'm going to believe you until things come out? Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's not. Because whenever the evidence starts to come out and then you still believe the person, that's just called you being complicit. You're being complicit to the act. You're being complicit to the idea that you are allowing this thing to happen. You're allowing something like this to happen and you're allowing that them to lie directly to your face. Me, I'm not cool with that. I'm always on the side of, Ayo, you better tell me what happened right now so we can figure this thing out, a.k.a. the Chris Cuomo situation, 
And by the way, update, Chris Cuomo did get fired from CNN. I'm not cool with that, but hey, CNN's got to do what CNN's got to do. And uh, Chris Cuomo did decide that he is stepping down from his, uh, I believe his show on Sirius XM. I didn't know he had a show on Sirius, but he had a show on Sirius XM and he did decide to step away from that. So I don't know what Chris Cuomo is going to do now because, well, now that he has no CNN job or no job on Sirius, he probably has a job somewhere in the tuck that we don't know anything about. Let's just call a spade a spade. He makes too much money to just quit one job and other. He just got fired from another to just like let low, like lay low. He has a job somewhere or he has some stock somewhere that he could do this. So it's not trying to say, oh, poor. No, 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 no. My man's going to be doing good. He just got to let the Cuomo brand be rebranded up, packaged differently, and then Chris Cuomo will be back. But I just don't like the idea that uh, CNN fired him after everybody on this planet. If you love your family, and if you have a family as tight, Nick, as the Cuomos did, or as any other family does whenever they're so tight, Nick, that whenever somebody in your family is in trouble, you'll help them out. Hey, we all would do the exact same thing. CNN knew about it. They fired him. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, prayers up to Chris Cuomo for that. Like I said, I can't blame the man. He did what he had to do for his brother. I would do the same thing. That's just me. But now back to Smollett here. Smollett, you shouldn't have lied. You shouldn't have lied to anybody. You shouldn't have made up a type of story like this. This thing was bound to blow up in your face. This was There was no way on God's green how this story was not going to blow up in your face. It wasn't. When you make up something like this, when you say, hey, yo, I was attacked by somebody and they put bleach on me, they uh, put a noose around my neck and they did this and yada, yada, yada. They say so racial slurs and homophobic slurs, dog. You got to know in the type of era that we're in, that we're going to really take that thing seriously. You got to know that. And secondly, you got to know that there has to be some type of cameras around to at least catch the act. So you can say what it is and actually prove like, oh, yeah, this actually did happen. Because you could check the camera here. You could check this and that here and da 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 da. You got to know. But if you're not a good liar and if you don't know how to lie, well, one, you shouldn't be lying at all. Because lying is an art form. You got to know how to lie well. And if you don't know how to lie well, you should never do it. Just constantly tell the truth. All right. So Smollett, I don't know what he's going to get. They say he might get some jail time. They say he might, he might get some community service. I'm going to say this right now. Whenever you lie to the highest degree of that magnitude, whether it be rape, whether it be a fake hate crime, whether it be uh, saying that you got money taken from you and you didn't, that is automatic jail time to me because you can't be wasting people's time. People have too much. People don't have that much time to be wasting on you. Let me just make that perfectly clear. People do not have that much time wasting on you for you to take that emotion that people want to give for something that's real serious whenever the time comes around to say, hey, I made this up and now there's going to be me doing community service. No, no, dog. You need to go to jail. You need to go to jail for a good time. I need people to take accountability for whenever they do something so stupid and lie about something so rash that they need to go to jail for something like this. This is the exact reason why that this is let me say this whenever you make up a story it's always on the other person that you are telling a lie about to 
come up with all the evidence and come up with everything to prove that you are telling a lie and that they did not do what you are accusing them of doing. And if that person can't, they will be thrown the book at and they will go to jail for a claim that you are that you are saying that they done. Now, on the flip side, the person that is lying and saying that, oh, this person did this to me, they don't have to say much. They don't got to do much. They just got to say, hey, this is what happened, da-da-da-da-da, and the people got to just find out the evidence to, to say that that didn't happen. And for you, if you are lying to the, to the public, if you're lying to the officers, dog, you got to face some jail time whenever that comes out and say that you were lying. You got to, dog. There's no way that you can't be just getting community service or getting hit with a slap on the wrist. That's not cool because there are people out here that are really getting beat up. They are really dying out here that are really getting like really actually being done. Those actions that you're accusing somebody else of doing to you. And you're just trying to capitalize on it just for some sympathy or whatever you're looking for. Dog, that's not cool because you're making it harder for people that already have a hard time coming forward to say something. You're having, you're making it a hard time for people to come forward to say, Hey, this happened to me. This really happened to me because now we're going to really start think that, okay, that didn't happen to you. You might be looking for some type of fame. You might be trying to just look for something to feed your ego. You might be looking for something because you're not right in the head. We're going to think of every way to try to discredit somebody because of an incident like this. Cause we could say, Oh, this could be another Jesse Smollett situation. I don't want to believe that. I don't want to do that. I want to believe people at their core values and at their heart and say, okay, why would somebody want to lie about this? Why would somebody be that evil or that cruel to lie about this? I want to, and not to come a human being that I am, but I also in the type of human being that will cut you off. If you lie to me about something so minute and so not even minute, but something so stupid that I could have said, yo dog, we could have easily fixed that. But you lied to me. Now it's going to now mean you're going to have a hard time to, to build back a report that we actually had at one point. You're making it hard for people like that to come forward, and you're making it hard for people to have that rapport with the actual police officers because police officers and the media and the public will have that burning. They will, they will already have that rapport and have the idea that this person might be lying based off somebody else. So anybody that's making up any type of false thing, don't do it. Please don't. It doesn't make sense. Please don't do it, all right? I want to get talked about two more topics before I get you guys out of here, and they're going to be quick topics. Uh, earlier this week, there was apparently, not even apparently, there was a uh, fire near the Fox building because uh, their Christmas tree went ablaze, and apparently uh, they arrested this alleged suspect, a uh, man named Craig Tamahana. He was 49, uh, and this comes from the New York Post, and he claims to reporters outside Manhattan criminal court after being asked about the early morning arson that caused about $500,000 in damage outside a Midtown building that houses Fox News, the Wall Street Journal, and the New York Post. He said, I didn't do it. I seen the video footage of the tree going down in flames and everything. Listen. I don't know what it is with people having big old trees in New York City or having big old trees anywhere. I get it just to make the place look festive and all this type of stuff, whatever the case may be. Here's my deal. If you put $500,000 into a tree, you could have done that money and gave it all to a homeless fund, homeless shelter, especially since we're supposed to be America, the place that's supposed to care about a lot of people, supposedly. 
give that money off to a homeless shelter because guess what? A lot of people need food during this holiday season because it's going to be cold, especially in New York City. Probably around Christmas time era, it's going to be cold over there with snow, the wind blowing in, all these buildings being able to uh, encompass and enclose all that wind up and make it much more colder for civilians around there. Listen, don't make a big old tree that's only going to be there for, what, a month and then take it down. Don't do that for $500,000. That's 500 racks that you could be doing something else. Give it all to somebody else. So am I mad that this tree went ablaze? Not at all. I'm not mad at it at all. It could have been ABC's tree that went ablaze. It could have went CBS, NBC. It just happens that it was Fox this time. Hey, it is what it is, dog. I'm not mad that the tree went ablaze. I'm just glad that nobody was caught in the uh, situation that it did go down in a fire. It is what it is. I just want people to understand that. Spend $400,000 on a tree, a fake tree, just so you can say, oh, look at the tree. So pedestrians and tourists and other people and people that live in hotels or people that live in the locations next to it just can go outside the window and say, oh, look at the tree, honey. That No, no, no. I ain't with it. I'm never that guy. Have a tree in your house. Have a Charlie Brown tree in your house. Do something of that if you want to do something. But as a big business... Whenever you was, whenever it's holiday time, yo, dog, you got to give that money up to a foundation, give it up to a charity, give it up to a homeless shelter, give it up to the Boys and Girls Club, give it up to the people that can't uh, give their kids uh, Christmas gifts that weren't paid enough money. Give it to those type of charities and type of events and those type of deals. Don't put it up for a tree. Don't do that. Have the state of New York put a tree up and let that be the tree for all in New York. That's just my belief and my thinking. So that was my thoughts on the tree getting burnt. I'm not, I don't care. I'm cool with it. I want that $500,000 to go to somebody else. Do I believe that the man did do it? I don't believe so because they did say in the report that a man had a long rap sheet. And he was uh, known to be incoherent outside the court uh, house. Uh, he denied the arson and hurled uh, obscenities at reporters before asking them for a cigarette. My man's not all right in the head, and that even comes from his father. He says that his uh, his father even said that uh, uh, he wasn't... Right here. Oh, he's a nut. I can't control him, said Richard uh, Tama Tamahana of Hawaii. Mentally, he's not all there. So that's the man's own father saying that his son isn't all the way there. Listen. If your father's saying that, and they even got reports saying that you were flashing people earlier this week whenever the Galeen Maxwell case was going on, listen, dog, you're not all the way there. I can't uh, say that you did, were burning this down. They even say the suspect has a history of destructive stunts, is homeless, and abuses drugs. Dude, listen. Nah. They even say in the report, it's an, it's an individual that's known to us. He has a series of low-level arrests and drug arrests. The top cop said in the report, so this man couldn't have burned no tree down. Let's stop it right there. You guys pinned it on a homeless dude. Yeah, fine. Homeless people always are erratic in mind. They don't, they're not all the way there in the head. You pin it on them. Hey, you do what you want. I don't care. I don't like it. I don't care. $500,000 spent on a tree that went to the flames that could have went to somebody else or went to another organization or a foundation. Let that be a lesson to everybody. Don't be stupid. <clears throat> if you want to do something and you want to build up a big tree that costs mad money, don't do it. 
Just give it to a homeless fund, homeless shelter, a charity. Do something of that accord, all right? My next thing and the final topic, ladies and gentlemen, I just said check on your kids, right? Here's another thing that really ties into it, and this happened earlier this week as well. Sony Fire's PlayStation executive allegedly caught in pedophilia sting, and this comes from the New York Post. A top Sony executive has been fired after he was allegedly caught in an amateur pedophilia sting operation posted on YouTube. George Capio, the senior vice president from the team behind PlayStation, allegedly tried to arrange a meeting with a 15-year-old boy, according to a video posted up by the YouTube channel People vs. Peds, meaning pedophiles or predators. Uh, George has been at PlayStation for more than eight years, according to his LinkedIn profile, and he's most recently uh, served as Senior Vice President of Engineering. We are aware of the situation, and the employee in question has been terminated from employment, Sony said in a Sunday, said Sunday in a statement to CNE. George didn't return the post request for comment. He has not been criminally charged. See, this is where I say right here, I got a problem with that. If a man got caught out by somebody that was doing a Operation Sting on YouTube, it's the same thing, almost like Chris Hansen stuff. Like, remember when Chris Hansen would come out with uh, To Catch a Predator. But the only difference with Catch a Predator is the predator would come to the uh, victim's home, well, the alleged victim's home, the suspect's, no, not the suspect, the alleged uh, child's home, while this one, this man walks over to uh, the predator's home. So I would say that I, well, I'm happy that he got popped and busted. I'm not cool with pedophilia. I'm not cool with none of that. I don't believe in none of that. That's never been my style. That's not my jig. And that's not even a kink because people have different kinks. They like what they like. But pedophilia, I can never ever consider that a kink. That's just straight up nasty and disgusting. Let's just call a spade a spade. Anybody messing with a child or a teenager, yo, dog, you got to cut that out. 18 might be legal, but dog, if a 40-year-old messing with an 18-year-old, I can't. I can't. I can't. That's 22 years difference, dog. That's a lot of uh, living that that 18-year-old hasn't uh, even started yet. You understand? That is a whole adult 22 years, that's a whole adult that you are missing right there. You understand? So, again, a 65, 64-year-old this man was. Uh, yeah, 64. Meaning with a 15-year-old boy. Allegedly, the 15-year-old boy was. But, again, dog, that's nastiness to me. Pedophilia. Uh, predators. Y'all y'all Negroes need to go. <laughs> I can't do it. I won't do it. There's nobody that's going to make me say, Gerald, that's just their... Mm-mm, mm-mm. I can't do it. I don't care if it's a man and a woman. I don't care if it's a dude and a dude, girl and a girl. Dog, when you got mad years separating you like that, I can't do it. I won't do it. I will never, ever subscribe to it. That's just not my thing. And uh, parents, look after what your kids are doing. Again, I just want to put that out there. Look after them. If your kid is on PlayStation and they're on uh, PlayStation Network and they're talking online, know who they're talking to. Just get an earpiece and just tell them to put that on your television. Put it on a speaker if they can or do something. Put a headphone on you or do something, dog. Do something. Find a way to, like, outmaneuver the situation. Because trust me, there's different ways you can do it. It's just not coming to me at the moment. But trust me, there's different ways. Same thing with uh, Xbox or even Nintendo. 
Find a way, know who your child is playing with, know what they're doing, because again, they're nasty, sick individuals out here on these gaming systems online that will try to touch and mess with your kids if they can. So please, for the love of God, watch out for what they're doing, especially with this being the holiday time. You just want to give your kids the nice, expensive uh, electronics and just make them happy. Yes, you can do that, but also look after what they're doing. So with that, that has been all the topics for uh, this episode. Let me get you guys out of here. So give you my social media links. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at at my two podcast. Instagram, my two cents podcast G two. My email for anybody that wants to email me about anything. It could be about topics that I missed. It could be about information that I missed. It could be about you just wanted to talk to me about anything that you want to talk to me about. Because remember, holiday time, people missing families, people not around families. Uh, any of these situations, people are almost coming to their demons and they need somebody to talk to. I'm here. My email is my two cents pod at yahoo.com. That is the email where you can reach me at. I want to thank Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Audible, and Amazon Music for allowing me to still be on their uh, platforms because, again, they can take me off at any time because somebody could complain about me, but I'm glad they haven't. I'm glad they've been sticking with the kid. So I want to thank them. And those are the exact same five networks where you can find my podcast at for future episodes and past episodes. Um, With that, always remember... I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. And this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. You can check me out uh, next Saturday for Wrestling Highlights of the Week where I talk about professional wrestling in the week, or you can check me out next Sunday where I talk to you guys again about things going on in the news on my Sunday episode. But with that, I have been Gerald Garrett. I have been G2. He is I. I am him. I do love you all. I want you guys to have a great Sunday. Let's uh, get into this week. Let's get it done because this week, for certain people, this is their last week of school because certain people are having their graduation this week. Certain people, this is their last week of until winter for winter break, and they'll be out for a couple weeks until they have to get back into school. Whatever the case may be, I just want to give a shout out to my people that are actually in school or getting out of school because we do not get uh, shouted out enough. So with that, I do love everybody. I love you all. I want you guys to take care. Have a great Sunday. Have a great uh, week, and you guys will be here for me again next week. But with that, Kanye, can you please? Take these people home. I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.